0: Analyzing whether Chris Paddock's extension was a good investment for the Twins, plus, Luis rise. What would the Twins lineup look like without Luis rise? Have a lot of trade rumors we've seen throughout the offseason as we get closer to opening day. Just wondering. It's all coming up on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, January 16th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every single day on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Was Chris Paddock's extension announced Friday night? Was it a good investment for the Twins? We're going to look at that body of work and look forward a little bit for Chris Paddock, who's, of course, coming off another Tommy John surgery, his second of his career. Plus, a lot of Luis arrives trade rumors this offseason. And I get tweets, I get DMs, I see stuff, I see comments, a lot of people say, don't trade Luis Arise. Well, what would the lineup look like without him? What would the team look like without him? And I'm going to give you a full view of what I think the the vision would be were the Twins to trade Luis Arise. I'll also give my opinion on whether I think they will trade Luis Arise today. Chris Paddock, three-year extension, $12.5 million. Chris Paddock, for those who don't know, under team control already through the arbitration process. Through 2024. So two years of team control. The twins had control of him this summer and in 2024. Two years. This extension extends that one year. So they buy out the first year of free agency. And this is how it's currently constructed per Spock Track and per fangrass. In 2023, he's guaranteed two and a half million. He's barely gonna pitch in 2023 if he pitches at all, coming back from Tommy John surgery. 2024, $2.5 million guaranteed as well. So back-to-back, $5 million combined in 2023-2024. 2025, that bounces up to $7.5 million. Twins are assuming with that salary kind of on a backload that he's fully healthy and he's in the rotation as a mid-rotation starter in 2025 at $7.5 million. So overall, three years, $12.5 million. They negotiated this contract with Scott Boris, <laughs> Boris Corp. Why would Chris Paddock do this and wait an extra year to go to free agency? Well, one cost certainty, he gets 12 and a half million guaranteed in this deal. He's had back to back Tommy or two Tommy John surgeries now in his career. He's still, this is going to be his age 27 season. He's still pretty young. He's only thrown 330 innings in the big leagues. So for him, you get some cost certainty, you get the 12 and a half million, but also I think for Boris, who's always thinking about free agency for his clients, always thinking about maximizing their value in free agency, he thinks, okay, 2023 is kind of going to be a a rehab year for Chris Paddock for the most part. 2024, he's getting his way back. You know, he will have not pitched for a year and a half at the big league level, most likely. Maybe he does get in at the end of 2023. And then 2025, he's fully ramped for a full season, hopefully. That's the hope for both sides here. The twins are hoping 2025, he's fully back and ready. And Chris Paddock and Scott Boris are thinking, well, if I'm back and ready in 2025, I would like to have a full season of work before I go to free agency, essentially. And he could go to free agency after 2024 and just sign a one-year deal. But this gives them that extra trampoline year in 2025 at seven and a half million. They're basically taking a one-year deal. For 2025, at seven and a half million dollars right now, they're just taking that certainty and not risking, you know, a one year, two, three million dollar deal because he barely pitches in 2023 because he struggles in 2024. They're locking in 2025 at seven and a half million benefits both sides that way the twins and the, the paddock camp. I think this trade, Taylor Rogers for Emilio Pagan and Chris Paddock blew up in every way possible. Taylor Rogers really struggled in San Diego, traded to Milwaukee. Emilio Pagan really struggled for the twins for a lot of the summer and high leverage spots. Chris Paddock got hurt, you know, after five starts, I believe he made five starts in 2022, got hurt. Yes, five starts, 22 and a third. Second Tommy John surgery. This thing exploded in ways nobody really saw coming. I didn't see it coming this way. I thought this was a risky deal. It was a deal I probably would not have done. And it's easy to say in hindsight, but I mean, who really won this trade? I don't know if anybody won. It looks like everybody kind of lost here in this trade so far. And because of the twins in this front office, they've liked Chris Paddock forever. Derek Falvey has liked Chris Paddock forever in his front office, has targeted Chris Paddock throughout his career. They're they're getting that extra year. And I think they're trying to get more value out of this trade, like make lemonade out of lemons here in some ways rather than Chris Paddock, you know, throws 100 innings total for the twins goes to free agency, and they just never got a chance with him. They want to get him for at least one full season. And 2025 is the best bet for that right now to get a full season out of him. It's not going to happen this year. And 2024 is also a question mark. So you get that in 2025, or you're banking on that for 2025 with Chris Paddock, and you're trying to get more value out of this thing. Chris Paddock has made 65 starts in his career, 330 and a third, 420 ERA, ERA plus at 97, 3% below league average. His FIP, though, is below four at 394. Chris Paddock, I think a healthy Chris Paddock in his career has been a three or a four in a good rotation, but there's, there's hope for upside. He pitched well for the Twins. You look at the ERA, it wasn't great at 403 and five starts, but he had a 172 fit because he gave up zero home runs. In 22 and a third, and I think the Twins were hoping Target Field. You know, he's got a great changeup, reverse splits, their type of guy. Make some tweaks, maybe they did early on, and then he got hurt, and they're still hoping for that upside. He can hump it up there, 95, 96, pretty good stuff. You know, good changeup. Like I said, reverse splits, meaning he's better against lefties than he is against righties because his best pitch is a changeup. He was awesome in 2019 for San Diego. I think the Twins are betting on. The upside here for Chris Paddock and that's why they agreed to do this extension coming off his second Tommy John surgery what an important factor throughout the offseason I've brought up continuously and I will continue to bring up as we talk about the twins making additions in the rotation or extending somebody or doing anything with the pitching staff the twins are losing three starters to free agency most likely after the season and Tyler Malley Sonny Gray and Kenta Maeda so you have to start thinking about the future rotation I think it's really really optimistic to just pencil in Chris Paddock for 2024 and that's kind of the same thing with Kenta maeda like is it really optimistic to just put Kenta maeda into the rotation on opening day in 2023 that's what it's going to be like with Chris Paddock in 2024 very very similar and it seems optimistic it seems like you're just it's it's wishful thinking on both of those things Tommy John surgery you never know how guys first come back sometimes it takes time sometimes they come back okay other times the command isn't there. The velocity is not there, and they have to work their way back. It's it's going to be similar in 2024. We're going to be going into 2024 with a question mark on Chris Paddock, and they're just hoping to get enough value out of 2025 that that exceeds the contract salary in the extension. I don't know. I mean, I think it's a low risk move. I I, I think they're just like I said with that trade blowing up the way that it did, just trying to salvage some of it in some ways. And they're keeping Emilio Pagan maybe to try to salvage it even further. But at this point, it might just be a sunk cost all around. After this word from Bet Online, Luisa Rise, What would the Twins look like without Luis Rise in the lineup? Sounds like the Twins are going into arbitration. I'll tell you about that in a little bit more. After this word from BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends. For every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college basketball to the NBA to hockey to the World Baseball Classic coming up, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And after you make Lockdown Twins your first listen today, and you make Lockdown MLB Prospects your second listen today, you can head on over to BetOnline. If you've already listened to Lockdown MLB with our friend Sully today, they have sports podcasts at BetOnline.net as well. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Really easy to use on your phone or desktop or iPad, whichever you prefer to use, whichever device. BetOnline.net has you covered, and they just came out with division futures today. So those are going to be in. If you want to go bet the Twins to win the American League Central, if you want to go bet the Guardians or the White Sox to win the American League Central, or God bless your soul, the Royals or Tigers, you can do so at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. Thanks again for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Luisa Rise, trade rumors this offseason. I'm hearing a lot about it from Twins Territory, people who listen to the show or tweet at me or read. Why would they trade Louisa, uh, Louisa Rise? Why would they do this? And sometimes the best thing for me, like to get an understanding because I'm just such, I'm such a Twins freak. Like I follow this so closely on a daily basis that I've already thought about these things so many times, and I think I'm thinking about it constantly. I legitimately am thinking about these things constantly. Like I'm just a baseball nut and a Twins nut, so sometimes it helps me to like step away. And I will be out, I was out to lunch on Saturday, and a friend came up to me and he he said my wife is is worried the twins are going to trade Luis rise. And I said, you know, they could, I've, I've heard that they could, I've read that they could, we've, we've seen that they could. And he said, why? And I said, I sat there. And I, I had to think to myself, again, like, why would they do that? So I want today to talk about why that would happen. Like, why is that even a possibility? Because if, if you don't think about these things all the time, which you're not, a, you know, you're not a freak like me about this team you might not understand, like, why would they trade the batting champion? And I'm not going to sit here and try to defend that move, but it depends what's coming back, of course. The reason the Twins would trade Luis Arise, I think, is because of this glut of left-handed bats we've talked about in the corners. And Luis Arise has gone from second base to third base to left field, now to first base. He's at the bottom of the defensive spectrum, right there with, you know, first base DH, Luis Arise gonna be 26 years old like it's he he positionally it's not ideal and I went over this at the end of the summer when Luis Ruiz Luis was struggling at the plate when he was hurt his legs were hurt that's another factor in this when he's not doing what he does best and he's so fun to watch when he's right when he's healthy and he's slapping the ball over the field and he's driving in runs and he's getting on base in front of Correa and Buxton and he's just the catalyst he is the guy everything starts with him when he's not doing that, when he's not drawing walks, when he's you know gra- flying out to left field, which he did quite a bit in the second half last year, because he has such minimal power, because he's not going to run into one even when he's struggling, his value and defensively, he's at the bottom of the spectrum at first base. His value just plummets when those things happen. When he's nursing a hamstring injury and he's not lining the ball over the field and he's super cold at the plate and he's playing first base. And leading off, his value goes down monumentally. But when he's doing what he did in the first half, he's extremely valuable to this team, to this lineup, to this clubhouse, and as a person, extremely valuable to the clubhouse and to the group. I, I take that all into consideration. From the Twins' point of view, this is somebody who they love, clearly, and the fans love and is beloved by everybody but has leg problems, you know, knee issues, hamstrings. He's in his mid twenties with, with chronic knee problems. It feels like he's not that far away from free agency. He's got three years of team control left, you know, 2023, 2024, 2025. He doesn't really have a home defensively. And I think their hope continues to be that Alex Kirloff is the first baseman of the future. Luis Ariz is also limited because he can't hit lefties, really. I mean, you can't really start him against lefties, and if you do, you can't lead him off against lefties. He's a completely different hitter. That's the problem here from the Twins' point of view. Maybe not a problem, but just a reason why they would be willing to part with Luis Ariz. John Heyman of the New York Post reported that the Twins were, were unwilling or were hoping not to part with Luis Arise for Pablo Lopez, and I've publicly said on the show, on Twitter, writing, I would not trade Luis Arise in a package for Pablo Lopez because I just don't think he has enough upside to warrant that subtraction from the lineup. Luis Arise has a lot of value to the Twins lineup. He does just overall, you know, in a full season's work, he does. He's, like I said, the catalyst to this group. So what would the Twins lineup look like without him? Let's put this into perspective. Against right-handed pitching, this is what I think the lineup would look like, and I'm going to give you some takeaways from this group. Jorge Polanco, I think, would lead off. He would become the leadoff guy. I think Max Kepler's moved, so he's not in my lineup. Jorge Polanco leading off, playing second. Carlos Correa batting second, playing short. Alex Kuriloff hitting third, playing first base. Byron Buxton cleaning up in center field. Trevor Larnick in left, batting fifth. Jose Miranda batting sixth at third. Nick Gordon DHing, batting seventh against the right-handed pitcher. Christian Vasquez batting eighth and catching. And then Joey Gallo in right field, batting ninth. Rocco Baldelli loves to go right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. He's he's done that since 2019. When he had Donaldson, Cruz, and Buxton, he would just line them up, the righties. But I think this group is more conducive to that alternating that he's done in the past. So it goes switch with Polo. Carlos is right-handed. Kirilov left-handed. Byron right-handed. Larnick left-handed. Miranda right-handed. Nick Gordon left-handed. Vasquez right-handed, Joey Gallo left-handed, back to the top as a switch hitter in Polanco. is that alternating they like to do. And the biggest takeaway, I think, when I was performing this exercise, which is a Twins lineup against right-handed pitching without Luis Cerise, it looks a lot different. It looks weird. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all of the fat and calories – then you gotta try a built bar. What makes built bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your built bars at built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie, batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Go to built.com or head on over to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Bilt Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever is Alex Kirloff is hitting third. And I made the case early this offseason, the Twins should not rely on Alex Kirloff in 2023. If they trade Luis Arise, they are, by definition, relying on Alex Kirloff because he's going to play a lot of first base if they trade Luis Arise. I made that point not because I don't believe in Alex Kirloff or his wrist or anything. Like I believe in him. I'm, I'm a huge believer in him. But this is what's become a problem in the last couple of years: is they they put too many chips in baskets that that haven't proven to hold, and that's Kirloff's wrist. You know, Larnix had the injury problems as well. Obviously, Byron Buxton in center we know is often hurt. That's that's when things break down, and that's what worries me about trading Luis Ariz. Is Alex Kirilov then becomes your best left-handed hitter? You know, Jorge Polanco switch hitter, Alex Kirloff, You're relying on him the most hitting third in this projected lineup. I mean, I don't know who would hit third if it's not Kirilov, maybe Larnick. It's the same thing. It's kind of similar situation. That removes, uh, it's a whole different lineup because when Louis is leading off, you go Arise, Correa, Buxton, Polo four, Miranda five, completely different group. You can have Kirilov six, seven, eight if you want to start him. If you don't have Louis, Polo has to lead off or I don't know who you're leading off. I would think it would be Polo just because he has the on base ability against right handed pitching. He's let off in the past. You know he used to lead off against lefties, if I remember correctly. You have Polo leading off, which takes him out of the cleanup spot. Then Buxton goes into the cleanup spot. I love Correa in the two hole. I think he's going to hit in the two hole all year in 2023, like he did in 2022. You can go Correa Buxton two three Kierlaff four, but what's the difference between Kierlaff? At three or four, you he needs to drive in runs. He needs to hit, and you're relying on him to do so in the middle of your lineup. You could move Miranda up. You know, if you wanted to go Polo, Correa, Buxton, Miranda, Kirillov five, I could see that. But you have those string of righties in the middle, and then you're going to have a bunch of lefties stacked on the back end, and that's not that's not a good matchup late in games because the other team will just bring in a lefty and they'll just mow down. You know, Nick Gordon, Joey Gallo, Trevor Larnick, Alex Kirillov, they'll mow those guys down. You can pinch hit Jeffers in that case, pinch hit Kyle Farmer, but that's just, Rocco hasn't done that. I don't think he's going to do that in 2023, stack lefties on top of each other. He did it a little bit last year, but I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen a lot. So if you take Louie out of this lineup, it's a completely different look. I'm not saying it's a bad look, but it's different. And you're relying on players in the three and five hole in my lineup who've been hurt three, you know, three, four, five, Kirilov, Buxton, Larnik. That's, it's scary to rely on them. You know, if Kirloff at first, Buxton in center, Larnik in left field, that's the heart of your order. And Buxton's always, you know, he's going to be in the heart of the order, no matter who's on the team. But when you have Louis, it pushes everybody down. Everybody gets pushed. If they were to trade Louis to I'm kind of on board with a lot of people in their opinion. I don't think he's going to bring back a frontline starter by himself for every reason I mentioned, you know, he's limited against left-handed pitching. He's limited defensively. He's limited by his legs. He's got three years of team control at increasing arbitration salaries. He's going to arbitration with the twins this year because they couldn't agree on a number for him. You know, he's going to make somewhere around 5 million this year, probably 7.5 million next year, and then probably 10 million in his final year before free agency. He's not cheap. You know, he's cheap, for a, a batting champ who's you know going to hit three hundred with a three seventy on base percentage, but as those salaries continue to rise, he has less value to other clubs as those salaries c- continue to arise, he's not going to have as much value to the twins. so I understand that, and I, I knowing that, I still think that his value in the lineup is such that you he needs to bring back if you have to package him with somebody else to bring back a true frontline starter somebody who's today a number one, a number one, then then I'm going to consider that. But in a rise package for Pablo Lopez, that's not something I'm hip about. And I understand why, you know, Twins fans wouldn't be hip about that either. Luis Arise is a a favorite player for a lot of fans. You see twos at Target Field. I get that. He's beloved. So, you know, the lineup, I, I don't think it would be doomed without him. But I think if you're going to trade him, I'm, I'm open to it. I'm not saying they absolutely cannot trade him. I don't think I would say that about anybody. Honestly, the, you know, guys who could be traded. you know, Buxton's got a full no trade clause. Obviously, Carlos has a full no trade clause. But everybody else, like, I'm going to be more hesitant on some more than others. But there's nobody in the org who I would say, oh, not for anybody. Oh, know, he's untouchable, not for anybody. I don't think that's the case for anybody. I think they would trade Luis Horizon in the right deal for them. And if that's in a deal for Pablo Lopez, I would argue that that's not the right deal for them right now. And, you know, the fact that we haven't seen it go through when we're in the middle of January tells me that it may not happen. It might, it might not. And we'll analyze it when it comes. But my point today is if you're going to remove him from this lineup, A, it's going to look way different. B, that doesn't mean it's worse, you know, necessarily, if you get the correct steps forward and health from these guys. And if it helps you in another area, the team overall doesn't look worse per se. But C is it needs to be for a legitimate difference maker, a legitimate difference maker. That includes bats. Like, I know we've talked a lot about frontline starting pitching, but I think another reason we haven't seen a lot of starting pitching trades is because these teams hold on to their starters. And the teams who have rebuilded in recent seasons have traded their frontline starters in Tyler Malley, Sonny Gray, Frankie Montes. list goes down. They've traded those guys away, you know, guys with frontline upside or who are currently frontline starters, they've traded them away. So that's why you haven't seen, I don't think deals and we will see deals moving forward. But this market is not flush with trades for starting pitchers. I, I don't think it is. I'm open if it brings you back somebody who's a better fit on the roster because they have a lot of corner bats, Luis Surize is one of them now. Without the shift, I don't think you can trust him at second base every day. I mean, my point earlier in the offseason was move him back to second, open up first base to to bring in an, an addition. I think I've kind of changed my stance on that, that I'm fearful of him at second without the shift because you're going to need better defense at second. Polo's their second baseman until otherwise. And I would be nervous about that, you know, with Louis starting every day at second base. So if it brings you somebody back who is a better fit on the roster, big right-handed bat, I even said it could be a corner bat, you know, as long as they're right-handed, I think this is a a left-handed dilemma on the twins roster. Preferably if it was an outfielder guys, we talked about yesterday. I'm, I'm into that. Like if there was some sort of deal and I got some messages today, comments about Tyler O'Neill. That he, to many people, was the most exciting guy I talked about last night. And I think he was for me too, because just big right handed bat who could be a five win player in left field. If you were able to bring back Tyler O'Neill for Luis Arise and and a prospect, or you could bring back Tyler O'Neill for Luis Arise and somebody else, you know, a Max Kepler or something like that, I think you got to consider it, even if it's not a frontline starting pitcher, because as I said, there's not a lot of them who are available and maybe we'll see the floodgates open. Maybe Burns moves, maybe Woodruff moves, maybe gallon moves. And I'm sitting here looking dumb for saying nothing is going to happen on that front. But as we stand today, I think these teams think they're going to make the playoffs. And I think Milwaukee thinks they can get in. I think Arizona thinks they can get in and you don't really want to trade away your best starters. If you think you have a playoff caliber team, I think they do. So I would be open to moving Luis arise in a different deal. If it makes the roster more whole, complete, and balanced i'm open to that but it's got to be the right deal and I, I don't think i would say that about everybody you know max kepler doesn't necessarily have to be the right deal right now i think you can move him and i'm i'm going to be okay with a lot of the returns they get i think for max kepler Luis arise that's not the case that's not the case for him if you trade Luis arise it has to be in the right deal for the right player at the right position in a position of need that balances the roster the major league roster today. That's those are the qualifications in trading, you know, the the batting champ from 2022 and your leadoff guy, who's kind of the spark plug for everybody else. Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Thank you so much for making lockdown twins your first listen today. And I'll make your second listen lockdown MLB prospects host Lindsay Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and go twins.